This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. We are live here at Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show. Sam Levitt with you from inside the loft at the Western Metal Building. Final score in the rubber game of this three-game series between the Kansas City Royals and the San Diego Padres. The Royals four and the Padres three. The Padres lose two out of three to Kansas City, a team that came into this series with the second-worst record in all of baseball. And the Padres, after winning game one of this series on Monday night a very frustrating couple of games for san diego losing five to four yesterday four to three here today and the padres with the defeat dropped to 20 and 24 kansas city improves to just 14 and 31 the issues with runners in scoring position with men on base continue today for the padres two for nine with runners in scoring position 12 left on base that matches a season high for left on base for the padres in this early season and the padres have just a very very tough and frustrating couple of games against the kansas city team that again came into this series with the second worst record in all of baseball a lot to break down from this game and this series we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin we'll have the radio highlights for you recap it let you know how this all went down at Petco Park on this Wednesday afternoon and much much more to come we get it rolling on our post game show again the final in the rubber game of this three game set the Royals four and the Padres three we come back on our post game show after this on the Padres radio network Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Our postgame show continues here on the Podge Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park today, the Royals 4 and the Padres 3. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. Gwyn and Chris today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, they will join you just after the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. We have a lot to do on our postgame coverage still. We'll have the highlights for you. Recap it in just a moment. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin as the Padres drop the final final two games of this series to the Kansas City Royals, a team 
that came into this series with just 12 wins on the year, the second-worst record in all of baseball, pitching numbers, not good, a relatively young team. And after losing the first game to the Royals' credit, they bounced back and found a way to get a couple of one-run wins both yesterday and here today. And in some ways, and we'll get more into it, it just seemed like the Royals were ready to hand the Padres a couple of wins in this series. Last night, with the defensive miscues and the misplays and the errors and the late opportunities, Padres got within one could not find a way to tie it similar story here today Padres got within one could not find a way to tie it and today the the handing of the win the Royals were trying to give the Padres came on nine walks Padres drew nine walks in this game but they only score three runs issues with runners in scoring position again we'll break it all down and uh, get into it as we go along here on our post game show let's recap the game let's begin with our game highlights Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Pitchers were matching zeros early on in this game. Yu Darvish tossing three scoreless innings to begin his day. Carlos Hernandez pitched two scoreless innings to begin the game for Kansas City. Mike Myers then entered in the third. He issued a pair of one-out walks, but Fernando Tatis Jr. grounded into a double play to end the inning. Still scoreless, going to the fourth inning, Bobby Witt Jr. hit a leadoff single against Darvish. He was on second base with two men away for MJ Melendez. 2-2 to Melendez, line drive down the left field line. It could be trouble, and it's going to be fair down into the corner. Bobby Witt Jr. will score easily on the RBI double by Melendez, and the Royals break this 0-0 tie. They lead 1-0 here in the fourth. Mike Myers allowed a single and walked two to load the bases with one out in the bottom of the fourth inning, but Myers bounced back to strike out Trent Grisham and Austin Nola to end the inning. A big missed opportunity for the Padres' offense, and that would become a theme in this game. You Darvish pitched a scoreless fifth inning. In the bottom half, it was Jake Cronenworth who stepped in with one out. A ground ball double play put an end to the third. Swung on, fly ball. Pretty well hit down the right field line. Going back is Melendez. He's at the warning track. He's at the wall. It is gone. Home run for Jake Cronenworth to tie this ball game up one to one. Fourth home run of the season for Jake. And a much needed run is going to cross the plate for the Padres to tie this one up in the fifth. We were tied at 1-1, going to the top of the sixth inning. Darvish issued a leadoff walk to Bobby Witt Jr. Vinny Pasquintino was next. 3-1 pitch. Fly ball to right field, pretty well hit. Fernando's going back. He's at the warning track. He's going to look up, and he's going to watch this one go into the Templeton Terrace. 3-1 Royals lead on the two-run home run by Vinny Pasquintino, his eighth of the season. Royals weren't done. MJ Melendez hit a one-out double. Michael Garcia then stepped in. 1-0, line drive, base hit through the right side. This may score Melendez. They're going to send him. He's going to score. The ball gets away from Fernando. Garcia is now going to cruise into second base. We'll see if they rule it a single and an error or a double. In any case, the Royals now have a 4-1 lead. Three runs have crossed here in the sixth. 
That was it for you, Darvish. Tim Hill entered and finished the inning. Darvish went five innings and a third, four earned runs allowed on six hits, six strikeouts, two walks, and 90 pitches for you, Darvish, in this outing. Padres got a rally going in the bottom half of the sixth inning against Royals reliever Josh Taylor. Matt Carpenter drew a leadoff walk. Hassan Kim then singled. Rugnet Odor hit an infield single. Taylor then balked in a run with Trent Grisham at the plate to make it 4-2. Grisham and pinch hitter Brett Sullivan then struck out, but Xander Bogarts was next. 1-2 offering ground ball over the head of this pitcher, over to shortstop, and it's going to be fumbled. The run is going to score. Hassan Kim makes it 4-3 on the chopper up the middle that both Bobby Witt Jr. and the second baseman Michael Massey were going for, and it seemed like miscommunication out there, Tony. As they were both trying to go for the ball, neither one was able to handle it. Padres would load the bases one more time on a a walk to Jake Cronenworth. Fernando Tatis Jr. came to the plate. He popped out to end the inning. So the Padres still trailed 4-3 going to the seventh inning. Tim Hill and Steven Wilson combined for a scoreless top of the inning. In the bottom half, Roldis Chapman walked the bases loaded, but Trent Grisham struck out. And with Brett Sullivan at the plate, Chapman uncorked a ball that went to the backstop. Juan Soto was on third base. He came racing towards home, but the ball ricocheted right back to Salvador Perez as he tagged Soto out at home plate. On to the eighth inning. Padres still down 4-3. to three. In the eighth inning, it was Tom Cosgrove who uh, pitched a, or I should say Luis Garcia, or I should say, excuse me, the mix of Stephen Wilson and Tom Cosgrove who pitched the scoreless top of the eighth inning. In the bottom half of the eighth inning, Taylor Clark pitched the scoreless frame, working around a two-out single from Jake Cronenworth. In the ninth inning, Luis Garcia had a 1-2-3 frame. We went bottom nine. The Padres still trailing by a score of 4-3 to three in this game. Scott Barlow came on looking for his second save in as many days. He got Juan Soto on a ground out. He had a strikeout for out number two. Then it was Ha-Sung Kim, the last hope for the Padres to try to win this series. 1-1. Ground ball left side. This could do it. Bobby Witt Jr. fields it over to first base. And Kim is retired for the final out. Padres lose the ball game 4-3. And they drop the series to the Kansas City Royals two games to one. A very frustrating afternoon for the Padres. They had plenty of opportunities to score. They were not able to take advantage of it. And as a result, they drop a series to the Royals. A very frustrating afternoon indeed and series and early part of this season for the San Diego Padres as they fall 4-3 to three to the Kansas City Royals. At times, a frustrating afternoon for the crowd as well. There were some boos uh, raining down at times uh, during this game. The Padres struggling uh, to get things in gear in the first quarter now plus of this season. And again, the final, Kansas City 4, San Diego 3. Final totals for Kansas City. Four runs on nine hits, no errors, six left on. And for San Diego, three runs, eight hits, no errors, 12 left on. That matched a season high for men left on base. Royals again improved to 14-31. and 31. Padres drop a season low, four games below 500 at 20-24. and 24. And the Padres now in rubber games this season continue to really struggle. The Padres are now 1-5 on the year in rubber matches 
of series. And the Padres lose a series to the Kansas City Royals here today. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, plus much, much more to come as we recap this one from Petco Park. The final score, Royals 4 and the Padres 3. Our postgame coverage from downtown San Diego continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park, Kansas City 4 and San Diego 3 as the Royals take 2 of 3 from the Padres here on this Wednesday afternoon in the rubber game of this series. Royals scoring 1 in the 4th inning and 3 in the 6th inning. They had a one nothing lead. Padres tied it on Jake Cronenworth's solo home run in the 5th inning to make it 1-1. to Then the Royals got 3 in the 6th inning all against you, Darvish. Padres scratched across a couple of runs in the sixth inning to make it four to three but for a second consecutive day against the Royals pitching staff that is towards the bottom of baseball and team ERA a bullpen that came in with the fourth worst ERA in baseball the Padres could not find a way to tie the game here today Padres left 12 on base that matches a season high they went two for nine with runners in scoring position the issues in that department continue they had major opportunities at times in this game the eight and nine spots in the lineup in this game had six trips to the plate with runners on second and third or the bases loaded. Six trips because Brett Sullivan, when he came up in the bottom half of the seventh inning, that's when Aroldis Chapman uncorked that ball to the backstop. And in maybe a moment that was a microcosm of the last couple of weeks, the Padres got a break. Aroldis Chapman uncorks a pitch over everybody's head and goes to the backstop. It ricocheted perfectly. Back to Salvador Perez, who tagged out Juan Soto at home plate. Soto, watching the ball go all the way to the backstop, did what he should have. Went for home. It was a perfect bounce, and Soto was out at home plate. The inning was over. But the eight and nine spots in the lineup, in those six trips, including the Sullivan trip, so five at-bats officially, five strikeouts, two by Grisham, And then one by Nola, or I should say, excuse me, three by Grisham, uh, one by Nola, one by Sullivan. So the Padres had major issues with runners in scoring position once again, and they fall again in the rubber game of this series, four to three. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after today's game. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Got a lot of walks, hits, yeah. bases loaded three times. What do you think limited the ability to cash in on a lot of those opportunities? Striking out and, you know, not getting hard contact in those situations. It's been a story all year so it continues and you know we just have to fight through it sometime break through you know we're giving ourselves a ton of opportunities probably no more than we did today in certain spots and we, we continue to struggle with that so you'd think at some point in time when you have that many opportunities you'd cash in on it but we still we're still here right now the bullpen kept you guys scoreless yeah. and yesterday and today how much did you appreciate what they were able to do? Yeah, I mean, look, they keep us in a game, you know, and I said, I was saying earlier that, 
you know, we're putting a lot of pressure on them in tie games for them to be perfect. But in games like this, they have to hold it down when you're not scoring any runs, and they did it. They're they're holding up their end of the bargain. What do you want for these guys tomorrow for the off day in terms of regrouping, coming back? Like, what, what do you hope that they do? I, you know what? There's they're really they're, the answers are getting some hits and and relaxing and and trying to understand that you know you're in charge in those situations, but. To this point, we just haven't done it. It hasn't been one or two guys. It's it's really been everybody. Is Soto trying to do too much there, uh, or is it? What did you see on that, the play? You mean on the? That's pretty unlucky. I mean, you know, any a ball goes to the screen. Usually, you're going to score on it. it. Hits the pad and comes right back to him. So, you know, I, as bad as it looked, that that's usually an, an easy run. You stuck with Grisham going against yep. Chapman. Uh, Angle had faced him before, and yep. what, the decision there. Look, he he was. It's tough to hit him, and he's walking guys. And Grish is a guy that walks and has a thousand OPS off left-handed pitching. So he's our guy. You know, we've given Angle a couple of starts against lefties, and that might not. You know, that's where Grish has actually excelled. So, you know, that was my thinking there. Seems pretty clear this team is kind of pressing, maybe trying to do a little too much at the plate. How, how do yeah. they not do that? I know that's so much easier said than done. I wish there was a quick fix for that. I mean, we've talked about it many times in the hitters' meetings that we're, we're the guys that are in charge and let them come to you and get your pitch that, you know, in those type of situations, uh, you got to realize that the, the pressure should be on the pitcher, and I think we're just putting a little too much pressure on ourselves. Could you go a little bit more in-depth into, into that mindset, like what it would take to, to build that kind of mindset with where you're in charge of the at-bat? Well, it's easier said than done. You can talk about it all you want until you get a couple of games or several at-bats where you come through. Um, it, it mounts, and, and it's, that's what it's continued to do, and that's why you're seeing it you know, go on for as long as it is with guys that are really good hitters is that the longer it goes, the more pressure it kind of builds on you. And, you know, everybody wants to be that guy, but, you know, we're not coming through as a team right now. I take it, Manny, wasn't available today? No. How's he doing overall? So the initial x-ray didn't show anything. He had a CAT scan and an MRI yesterday that show a small fracture on the metacarpal. Um, so we'll, I, we don't, think it's an IL situation, but we're going to probably go through the off day, see how he feels, and see where we are on the weekend. So that's an injury he potentially could play through? Well, I, it just depends. I mean, it, it just depends how he responds to it. So, you know, it's anytime you have a fracture in there, it's painful. It's just kind of where it is and, and how he feels. We're trying to give him a, you know, a few more days to see, you know, what our decision is on that. To this point, you know, he wasn't going to play today. He wasn't going to play through the off day either way. We'll see where we are once we come back. How long have you been thinking about uh, kind of switching things up at the top, putting Tatis in the three hole? Yeah, I mean, I, I have been for a while. I almost did it yesterday. You know, and, and Xander likes leading off, got on base three times today. You know, it's just like anybody at this point or time right now. You know, we're just not coming through. And specifically, yeah, I wouldn't just, just say the middle of the order. It's everywhere. Xander started off hot, had cooled off. How have you seen him work work back from that? Well, you know, he's just letting it travel a little bit. Hitting the ball, you're seeing some hits the other way, and, you, and you're seeing some hits that, you know, maybe aren't driven, but that's kind of how you work your way back is you see it a little bit longer and you hit the ball the other way, and, you know, then, it, then you start feeling balanced, and, you know, he's starting to get to that point. Your overall thoughts on the, the crowd response throughout the game? A lot of booze. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, we're, there's a lot of expectations on us, and we're not performing right now. And our fans come out and support us. 
You know, they're hungry for more. Can't blame them. With Bob, when, oh, sorry. Um, with the offensive resumes so many guys on this team have, not not in particulars, but how hard is it for you to get your mind around how long this has gone on, the offensive struggles, given who we're talking about as a group? Well, you, you try to each and every day come with a positive outlook. So similar to... You know, guys pressing, and the longer it goes, the more you press. You, you try to each and every day, myself, everybody included, to, to individualize the days. And no matter what happened the day before, know there's a new opportunity and kind of hopefully, you know, wipe that slate clean and, and you know, go move on to a new day. Easier said than done. With as many guys as you had on WBC rosters, has that kind of slowed your ability to come together as a group early in the it's not really early in the season at this point but was that a factor at any point at all that was probably more of a i don't want to say an excuse but more prevalent earlier you know at this point in time now we feel good you know everybody's supporting each other kim's been at second for quite a while um has been at first you know it, that's that's no longer an excuse to use with Manny out, I don't know if it'll be an aisle or whatnot going forward, but it, the fracture seems like he might be out a little bit. How tough is that for a team struggling in search of offense, and how do you step up to You play? go through those during the season. Every every team goes through injuries and, and key guys. We have enough key guys to be able to overcome that. We're just not doing it. I think there was further tests today on Lugo. Is there any clarity on what is next? Uh, you know, I don't know what the, deg- the degree of the strain is. I said it was probably going to be difficult for him to make his next start. I still think that's going to be the case. So, you know, if something happens here and we need another starter, that'll be Weathers. Does the expectations for this group, which were on a national scale, does that impact guys? Does that go into their thinking? When you have conversations with them, right. do you do you understand whether that registers at all? I would I would have said early on no. But I think there are expectations regardless from day one. And, you know, the farther we go into this, you know, maybe there is something to that, that guys are trying to do a little bit too much based on, you know, I I really thought coming out of spring expectations weren't a thing that, you know, was there at all. It's just going into the season. You expect more of yourself. It doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse at Petco Park as the Padres lose today's game 4-3 to to the Kansas City Royals. Sam Levitt with you back on our postgame coverage inside the loft at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. I do want to read something I just uh, came across on Twitter. This is from Jeff Sanders of the San Diego Union Tribune and uh, some other media members also tweeting it out. They would know this. I would not because I'm uh, hosting our postgame show up here right now. But Jeff Sanders... I'll read his tweet, uh, tweeting that coaches have begun to leave, but Padres clubhouse remains closed to media. So uh, typically at this point, the clubhouse would be open to the media, but, um, you know, I don't want to speculate on on what might be going on, but uh, that sounds like maybe there's a conversation going on inside that clubhouse right now. Uh, Again, I'm just reading what uh, uh, some of the media members have tweeted about the clubhouse not being open yet, which is, uh, a little bit, uh, I suppose, unusual at this point after a game. That was tweeted out uh, about five, six minutes ago at this point. Um, look, the Padres this season, this early part of the season, has snowballed to a point where it has become concerning. The Padres are 20-24 and 24 now on the year, and there has not been 
much sign, and uh, credit to Bob Melvin. He, he answered all the questions right there, and, and there are some tough ones in there with the way this team is playing right now, but the facts are the facts about the offense right now. The Padres are batting after today, 226 as a team. That is last in Major League Baseball. They are batting 196 with runners in scoring position. That is last in Major League Baseball. The Padres entering today had only scored more runs than three other teams in baseball. Those other teams, the Tigers, Guardians, and Marlins. Entering today, the Oakland A's, who have the worst record in baseball, had scored more runs than the Padres have this season. Entering today, and... Bob Melvin, we know, had some words for the team after the series loss in Minnesota on Thursday. Padres then went to L.A., got swept in a three-game series. That was very, very tough. And then here today, Padres lose the rubber game of a three-game series against the Kansas City team that came in with the second-worst record in all of baseball and some not very good at all pitching numbers. We went over it in the pregame. We've went over it throughout this series, but a pitching staff that had not done a whole lot of good things in the early part of this season, and the Padres scored a grand total of just 11 runs in this series, including just three runs on eight hits today. They left 12 on base, two for nine, with runners in scoring position. And before we go to break, we still have a lot to do on our postgame show. Uh, as we break this one down, you look at this game. We recapped it earlier with the highlights. We'll continue to do it. Gwyn and Chris, Chris Elomat, Scraby, coming your way when we're done. But... Even today, you Darvish, was it the best we've seen you? No, five innings and a third, four earned runs given up, really ran into trouble in that sixth inning. The Padres' bullpen, I mean, credit to them. In the last two games of this series, they went ten and two-thirds scoreless innings. They gave up only a grand total of seven hits in the ten and two-thirds innings. Yesterday, seven scoreless innings, three and two-thirds scoreless here today. The Padres' bullpen kept this offense right in the game and much like the Royals were at times the last two days just almost begging the Padres to come back and win these games yesterday's with yesterday with the defensive miscues today with the walks I mean the bullpen also did their part in in sort of saying to the offense here it is for you and the Padres just and it's been a theme all year now have just not been able to cash in in key moments and in key opportunities and what it has done is it has made the margin for error for every other facet of the team really really small if you're you darvish you can't afford to give up that one more run in the sixth inning that ended up being the run that decided the game if you're um the bullpen you have to be perfect it's putting so much pressure on the pitching staff and uh, an offense that was built to hit. We said it weeks ago at this point. This team was built to hit to this point. Um, the offense has just simply struggled, I think, beyond any uh, beyond what anybody could uh, have imagined. Um, so we'll see if an off day can do this team some good. Three-game series against the Red Sox beginning tomorrow here at Petco Park. We'll continue to break it all down. We do have our daily awards to give out. Again, Gwyn and Chris, Chris Hello, Matt Scraby, coming your way after the top of the hour, and we'll continue to break this one down from Petco Park. Again, the final score, Royals 4, Padres 3. Post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. A Monday warrior me. 
Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Kansas City 4, San Diego 3 in the rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Petco Park has cleared out on uh, this uh, very um, gray Saturday. Uh, what am I saying? Gray Saturday. It's a Wednesday. Hold on a second. Gray Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it's really a May gray out there. That's what I was trying to get to uh, on this uh Wednesday at Petco Park, still a very nice crowd on this Wednesday here in downtown San Diego, 32,000 plus. We're in the building. Uh, Well, it was a little bit gloomy as far as the weather. The game in the series for the Padres also ended up being a bit gloomy with the Padres losing two out of three to the Kansas City Royals, a team that entered this series uh, with a record of 12 and 30. They win two out of three from the Padres, and the Padres now a season low Four games below 500 as uh, the Padres early part of the season. It has not gone the way. I think at this point, safe to say anybody would have anticipated. And we'll see if the Padres can get things going after an off day tomorrow. Three game series beginning against the Boston Red Sox on Friday night here at Petco Park. Again, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, Gwen and Chris, they will join you in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. We still have a few things to do here in our post-game show, give out some of our daily awards, and we'll also uh, continue to break this one down and take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. If you want to get involved on our post-game show today, tweet at me at 97.3thefansd or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can send me a message on Instagram, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. I don't think we're going to take any phone calls today because I do want to get you to Gwyn and Chris. we got to get to uh, uh, Ello and Scraby here uh, shortly. Uh, but I will uh, address some of your comments and concerns via social media if you want to do it that way. You heard some of my thoughts about this series, the offense, and uh, and more uh, before uh, the break there. But uh, we'll continue to break this one down as the Padres lose 4-3 to to Kansas City. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here today. I'll be honest with you. I'm struggling to figure out who to give this to today. It was a weird game pitching-wise, especially for the Royals, because they ended up using a grand total of seven pitchers in this game on what was a bullpen day. We knew that from the outset. And then on the Padres' side of things, the outing didn't end particularly well for you, Darvish. Hard to give it to him today with five innings and a third, four earned runs given up, takes his third loss of the year. Although... You know, you look at this game. I mean, Tim Hill came in in that sixth inning, did a good job getting out of that jam, ends up getting a couple more outs in the seventh inning. Or I should say one more out in the seventh inning after he got two in the sixth inning. Well, give it to Tim Hill uh, for keeping it a three-run game at the time in the sixth inning and uh, part of a scoreless seventh inning alongside Stephen Wilson. So we'll give our ace pitcher of the game to Tim Hill. There was nobody who... Stood out on the Royal side of things uh, exceptionally. I mean, Carlos Hernandez early, two scoreless innings, certainly did his job 
And then uh, the bulk pitcher, that's what it uh, said in the Royals game notes today, bulk pitcher, uh, Mike Myers uh, went two and two-thirds innings. The only run he gave up was the home run to Jake Cronenworth, and then it was a mix of Taylor and Quaz and Chapman and Clark and Barlow out of the Royals' bullpen. The only runs that were given up were the two by Josh Taylor uh, that came in the fifth, or I should say the sixth inning for the Padres here today. But uh, again, aside from that, one run in the fifth inning, two runs in the sixth inning. Padres got within one and could never tie this game up. Same story as we had last night. Let's tell you about some players that went yard today around the major leagues. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin-crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. Some of the players that have hit home runs today in the major leagues with action still going on. Byron Buxton hit a home run for Minnesota. Corbin Carroll, a homer for Arizona. Joey Gallo, one for Minnesota. Ramon Laureano for Oakland. Luke Malley for Cincinnati. James Outman for the Dodgers has a home run. Bryson Stott, a home run for the Phillies. And Christian Walker, a home run as well for the Diamondbacks. And we'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up on the other side of this break. But that's a look at our daily home run tally around the major leagues. As always, telling you who went deep around the majors. We'll step aside, come back with more. I'll wrap this one up. Give you my final thoughts and much more to come. Padres fall 4-3 to three to the Kansas City Royals here today as the Padres lose 2-3 of three to Kansas City. More to come on our post-game show from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. score here at Petco Park today, Royals 4 and the Padres 3. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday late afternoon, I suppose maybe early evening now, as the Padres drop the rubber game of this series to the Kansas City Royals 4-3. to Again, Gwyn and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby today, they will join you in just a little bit. I'm sure they will have much more to say after a very disappointing day and disappointing series for the san diego padres and unfortunately i feel like i've been on these post game shows saying that a lot lately and it has been a start to the year now through 44 games that nobody envisioned for this padres team and certainly for this padres offense and we'll continue to break it all down we have some more of our daily awards to give out take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard again in case you missed it earlier we did have a fairly significant update on manny machado from padres manager bob melvin in the post-game press conference and you knew manny was certainly unavailable today because there were situations where if he was available he certainly would have pinch hit didn't happen bob melvin saying after the game that the initial x-ray didn't show anything regarding Manny Machado's hand. He got hit by a pitch on Monday night on that left hand. But a CAT scan and an MRI yesterday showed a small fracture on the metacarpal. Uh, Bob Melvin was not sure if it's going to be an injured list situation for Machado or not. But uh, they'll see how Machado feels after the off day. But certainly not great news because there is uh, apparently a fracture Uh, in that hand for Manny Machado. We know Seth Lugo with the calf strain uh, from yesterday's game, and that's another part of this that right now is not great for the Padres. They had been very fortunate 
through the first 40-plus games, while there have been injuries around baseball, the Padres really hadn't suffered any key injuries. Joe Musgrove dealt with the, the, kettlebell, the kettlebell incident and uh, the hiccup during his rehab process. In fact, we talked about it with Joe earlier today on the pregame show. But this had been a relatively healthy team despite the struggles. They had been healthy. And now back-to-back days or, uh, yeah, back-to-back days Monday and Tuesday, uh, significant injuries. And obviously any time there's maybe a chance that Manny could miss some time, that is very significant for the Padres. Uh, I'll read uh, some of your tweets and your messages here in a second. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cush San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we'll keep it on the Padres side of things today. Luis Garcia, very good at ninth inning, kept it a one-run game, got Eden, Bradley, and Witt, one, two, three, struck out one. Did a very nice job, Luis Garcia, in that ninth inning. And again, the Padres' bullpen was wonderful in this game, three and two-thirds scoreless innings after seven scoreless innings yesterday. The only guy today to... Face three batters, retire all three, was Luis Garcia. So for that reason, we go with Luis Garcia for our relief pitcher of the game. Certainly, a lot of guys on the Royal side of things deserve it as well. Chapman a scoreless inning. It was a weird way he found his way out of a bases loaded jam in the seventh inning with the ball ricocheting back to Salvador Perez and uh, tagging out Juan Soto, the tying run at home plate. Taylor Clark a scoreless inning. Scott Barlow picked up the save a scoreless inning, but... I wanted to put a smile on your face, maybe. Uh, give Luis Garcia a relief pitcher of the game. That's what we do here today. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here today will go with Vinny Pasquintino of the Royals. A two-run home run in the sixth inning to break the 1-1 tie. Royals would get one more in that sixth inning to lead 4-1. Padres got two back in the bottom half of the inning, but that's all they would get, losing by that final score of 4-3 for Pasquintino. His eighth home run of the year did it against a very good starting pitcher in U Darvish. So Vinny Pasquintino our player of the game here today on the Padres Radio Network. Final score again here, Royals 4, Padres 3. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. take a look at scores from around major league baseball we have a number of finals already today we do have some other games still in progress right now the giants beat the phillies seven to four in san francisco earlier today giants scoring three runs to go ahead in the eighth inning diamondbacks beating the a's in oakland five to three Diamondbacks took a lead in the ninth inning in that one in Oakland, won the game 5-3. Rockies beat the Reds 11-6 in Colorado. Dodgers beat the Twins 7-3 in L.A. James Outman, a grand slam in that game for the Dodgers. Pirates beat the Tigers 8-0 in 
in Detroit. We have games going on right now. Guardians and the White Sox just underway in Chicago. First inning, no score there. Same thing in Houston between the Cubs and the Astros. No score there. Same thing in Arlington between the Braves and the Rangers. No score in the first inning in that one. Cardinals leading the Brewers. 1-0 in St. Louis in the second. Rays ahead of the Mets. 1-0 in New York in the fourth inning. Red Sox all over the Mariners early, uh, leading 9-0 in Boston right now. Yankees and the Blue Jays are scoreless in Toronto in the fourth inning. Marlins leading the Nationals 4-2 in Miami. Sixth inning there, Orioles ahead of the Angels 3-1 in the sixth inning in Baltimore. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday around the major leagues. I do want to uh, address at least uh, one of the Instagram messages I received here, and I did get some different tweets and Instagram messages, uh, tweets as well. So uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, uh, for tweeting in and uh, in many cases here today, voicing your frustration. Certainly understandable in what has been a very disappointing start for this ball club. Uh, Mitch Instagram messaged me and Mitch said, uh, always appreciate your post game and more. Uh, however, not much to break down. We aren't playing the offense we should and leave too many on base. It's been the same song and dance. And Mitch, it's hard to argue here today with that. Um, the issues continue. Uh, I broke it down earlier. I gave you many of my thoughts earlier. Um, we heard from Bob Melvin, and this team right now is searching for answers. And we told you earlier that according to many of the reporters down by the clubhouse, the Padres clubhouse was closed to the media uh, for longer than usual, which would indicate, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it, As uh, and I do want to check my social media here before we go and, and see if I can – um, see anything going on down there, uh, downstairs here at Petco Park. Um, any quotes that, that come out uh, from the clubhouse. But um, my point being, you know, if there was some sort of meeting going on inside the clubhouse after this one, the Padres are searching right now for answers, and it's hard to know what exactly those answers are, especially on the offensive end. And the story with this team right now begins and ends on the offensive end this is a team i read off the numbers earlier right now last in batting average in baseball at 226 last in runners in scoring position average at 196 today 12 left on base matches a season high two for nine with runners in scoring position in this game here today i said it earlier in in bob melvin said you know, during the post-game press conference, it's not just, you know, it's everybody throughout the lineup, and it's true. It's the top of the lineup, it's the middle of the lineup, it's the bottom of the lineup. Today was a rough game for the bottom third of the lineup. I said it earlier, the eight and nine spots in this game had six trips to the plate with runners on second and third or the bases loaded. I say six trips because Brett Sullivan was at the plate in the seventh inning when Chapman threw it to the backstop and it ricocheted right back to Salvador Perez. They tagged out Soto. But in the five official at-bats, in those scenarios, the Padres struck out five times. Grisham three strikeouts, Nola a strikeout, Sullivan a strikeout. And it was a rough day for the bottom couple of guys in the lineup, but, I mean, the, the top to middle had opportunities as well. The Royals walked 10 batters in this game i mean again for a second straight day a team with the second worst record in baseball was trying to hand the padres a win 
and the Padres could not take advantage. You know, we, we wondered if the turning point would come after the Thursday in Minnesota. It did not. The Padres went to L.A. and got swept. We wondered if the turning point would come after that. Well, they came home, and they lost two of three to the second-worst team in baseball right now. And the rubber game, and again, I, I said earlier, it wasn't a must-win. I'm not going to say a game in May is a must-win. But for where this team is at, I mean, this was a game they, they really had to have today. And with you Darvish on the mound, it being a bullpen day for the Royals with a bullpen that came in the fourth-lowest DRA in baseball, you know, this was a game the Padres not only really could have used to win, but had the opportunity to win in, in so many aspects of it. So this Padres team is searching for answers, and we'll see if they can take a step in the right direction on Friday. Because for now, the moments that have felt like moments where this team has to make a choice in this early part of the season about how they're going to turn this thing around, it has not happened to this point. And we'll see if the Padres can get it going after the off day tomorrow. Maybe uh, a needed off day tomorrow with everything that has uh, transpired uh, in the last uh, uh, in the last uh, um, couple of weeks now. Uh, it seemed that you remember after that Friday game against the Dodgers, you were feeling pretty good about where they were at, but uh, it has not gone well as of late. The Padres, just to, to you know, recap it one more time for you before we get out of here, the Padres. Have now, have now lost uh, 7 of 8 in 9 of their last 11 games. In the past 10 games, the Padres have only scored, or excuse me, the past 11 games, they've only scored 30 runs. And I don't say all these numbers to pile on. I don't say them, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying them to pile on is my point, but the numbers are the numbers right now, and it's impossible to ignore uh, what has gone on here in the first 44 games? Luckily, a season is not decided after 44 games, and we have a very, very long way to go. And so we'll see if the Padres can get it going in the right direction after the off day. Speaking of the first game of that series against the Red Sox, left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres on Friday against Boston. Left-hander James Paxton on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. First pitch on Friday at 6.40 p.m. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 5.40 and certainly hope you can join us then. Final totals here tonight for the Royals. Four runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on six for the Padres. Three runs, no errors. They left on 12. The winning pitcher in this game was Josh Taylor, who gave up two runs in two-thirds of an inning, but he does pick up the win, improves to one and one. Hugh Darvish took the defeat, drops to two and three on the year. He allowed four earned runs in five innings and a third. And the save goes to Scott Barlow, number six on the season for Scott Barlow, his second in as many days in this series. Time of game, three hours and five minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, 32,416. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, an off day tomorrow. First pitch on Friday, game one of that series against the Red Sox at 6.40. Pre-game coverage at 5.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator today, Nick Danucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the Kansas City Royals 4 and the San Diego Padres 3. We'll talk to you on Friday on the Padres Radio Network.